And welcome back to the Constitutionals Podcast. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is a premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Finally back on a schedule. Finally back shooting something early and putting it out the next day. Because <laughs> that's how these things work. This is a Constitutionals Podcast. Like I said, it's a premier podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. It's a podcast where I sit down alone and talk about news stories alone. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I prepared exactly zero things for this uh, this here uh, news story. In fact, I'm actually pushing something right now to Chrome using Pushbullet on Android. It's not a good app. You have to pay for it, subscription, <laughs> in order to do a lot of good stuff. But I already got one thing up. I'm going to bring my timer back up. Yeah, so I've been uh, a little bit in and out of commission the past couple of weeks doing C plus comedy stuff, or rather the lack of doing C plus comedy stuff. It's it's tough. It's tough, and I think I've hit a wall. <laughs> uh, news time in particular has suffered. I I missed uh, a news time last week. I'd never done that in six years. I know I hinted at it. I hinted at it. I said it in the last episode that was recorded. Not even. What was today? Today's Thursday. Record yesterday. <sighs> anyway, but now we're back into the year. I got to knock out three more news times. Well, technically, the last episode's already been shot, um, but I have to knock out. I have to put together two blooper specials, uh, two cold opens for the blooper specials. So the bloopers are already done, but the blooper, the cold opens, I got to do the bloopies, as I call them, and then I have to do. I'm doing something different with the top five this year because I don't want to give a list because everybody's doing these decade lists, which is fine. I don't want to, I don't want to crap on anybody's uh, uh, terrain like that, but you know everybody's doing these end of the decade lists, <laughs> the best things from the past from 2010 to 2020. Well, thank God the heat is on again. These bricks are very cold. It was in the 30s today. These bricks are just so chilly and I've had to turn up the heat because again, the thirties <laughs> now my electric bill is going to be $70 this month and there's one more day in the pay period. I'm so mad. <sighs> What's going on? What's going on in the world? <laughs> this is me uh, vamping. <laughs> oh God, what's going on? What's going on in the world? What's going on? The game awards are tonight. The game awards are Jeff Keeley's uh, award show. Uh, that's supposed to be the the high. God, I don't know how to put this. Uh, you, the the Academy Awards for movies. Uh, the Acad- the Emmy Awards for television shows, and to some extent, the Golden Globes. Those are the most prestigious awards. The Tony Awards, uh, not the Grammys. The <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Grammys, I guess. Uh, those are the most prestigious awards that one can win in the entertainment industry. Video games don't have those type of award shows. Now, they technically have, like, IGN gives out awards, Game Informer. All these little places give out awards. Little places. All these places give out awards every year. Best game. Uh, best Best action movie. Best superhero film. However... Uh, and then there's also like I guess Twitch Awards. I don't know. Anyway, but however, th- that those don't matter. As if I'm saying, you know, the Oscars do matter. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's all awards. It's all things that we've made up and manufactured in our heads. Uh, but yes, the Oscars do matter. 
when compared to the AMAs, the Grammys matter compared to the AMAs, Oscars matter more when it when compared to um, the MTV Movie Awards. Okay, so with that being said, the Game Awards are supposed to be this big bombastic. Uh, the essentially the Emmys, the Oscars, the Grammys, the Tonys of the Globes of the video game world. Uh, they are not. <laughs> Let's come out and say that right now because it's completely different. Video games are a work of art. Movies, TV shows, uh, music, music videos even, a work of art. Plays, musicals, work of art. However, video game award shows... Uh, tend to have uh, little fanboyisms that would not speak to the professional nature that it, that can come from the Grammys, the Oscar, all the you know all the the Hollywood Academy Award shows and the Globes. Uh, so here we are. The Game Awards feature a lot of appearances from there, and it really it mirrors what the. Uh, what the what the regular what the uh, film and television industry award shows, they have you know the famous people show up, they have the famous people the famous industry leaders, Reggie Fils-Aimé, um Phil Spencer, uh, who's PlayStation, some Japanese person for PlayStation, <laughs> Doug Bowser now for Nintendo, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was very racist of me to say, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, they, but in that, they also have the audience is made up of people who are just willing to clap for anything. Uh, they the the presentations are mostly about um, showing off the new video games that are coming. Like you'll never watch an you never watch an Oscar or an Emmy showcase and see a trailer for a new show, <laughs> you know, or a new movie. You know, you're not gonna be sitting there watching the Oscars. Uh, early next year, in February, uh, and and you'll see and you're not gonna see a trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> that just doesn't happen. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got I got issues with that new trailer. It's all white. Why is it? Why is the new Ghostbusters all white? We live in a world where, and this is my issue with Knives Out, and this is also my issue with the Golden Globes. Oh, that's what I was gonna talk about. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, but we'll get to we'll get to that in a second. Actually, let me pick up the list right here. Um, what was I talking about? So yeah, so the Game Awards are tonight. The they have sales. Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox all have sales. PC, I assume, has sales as well. Uh, the games you think are gonna win are probably gonna win. The Outer Wilds. Um, what else came out this year? Did Red Dead Two? <laughs> I see. I bought Red Dead last January, and I've been piecemeal by uh, beating it, playing it throughout the course of the year, because that's how video games uh, are played in my house. It takes me so long to beat a video game. I just don't want to. I think it comes from when I was younger, and we only get one video game, <laughs> and so I and you know usually people would beat it and then beat it again and beat it again. Me, I like to take my time. Uh, I was actually I was looking up. I know what's going to happen. It's a prequel. It's a prequel game. I know what's going to happen. Everybody dies, except for John. Um, but I was looking up something for 
so at the end of the game, there's an epilogue, and you start playing as the main character from Red Dead Redemption regular proper. And there's uh, a bunch of side missions that you can do with him, but the side missions you can also do with the, the original person you play as. And I've been, I was looking up stuff for what side missions are better to finish in the epilogue. And I was reading the comments of one of them, and somebody. This is and the game came out November 2018, late November 2018. And somebody said that they already the game like the day came out November 24th, something like that. They said they've beaten it, and then they're going to start their second playthrough. And I went, that is not how you play a video game. This game is, uh, let's see, howlongtobeat.com. If you go there, you can see how long it takes to beat a game. People put in their stats and everything. So Red Dead Redemption Two. The the main plus extra, so main story is 46 and a half hours, main plus extra is 75 and a half hours, and completionist is 155 hours. It'll take you, that's how long it'll take you to beat this game. And this person beat it in 24 hours. Uh, or, you know, in the two days since it posted or whatever. Uh, that, that just amazes me how you can waste all of your time. <laughs> like people take off, if you, if you read comments, people take off work and stuff to to play video games and uh i mean i just uh, i couldn't do that <laughs> just take your time take your time play the game take your time watching the show take your time uh doing anything you love i'm clearing out my email mailbox <laughs> that's how i ended this episode of the constitutionals i am <laughs> if you're watching the video you can watch me use the touch screen of my laptop to do that but now we're back now we're back paying attention don't worry baby i got you Uh, so yeah, Game Awards tonight. There's gonna be announcements. I think Jeff Keeley said Jeff Keeley is a guy who used to host a show called The Game Informer Show on Spike TV. Uh, for years, that show was on Spike TV before Spike TV became Paramount Network. Uh, it was on at like twelve thirty on a Friday. <laughs> this is the weirdest times, and it would always have the like the best reviews and a bunch or Game Trailers. Was it Game Trailers TV or something like that? Anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, great show. This is when um, this is when video games were on television, where you could have this uh, the television uh, network for video games, G four, and uh, man, I look, I, God, I was looking at some Attack of the Show last week on YouTube, like old episodes of Attack of the Show, and God, I missed that show. I, I don't like Olivia Munn, but I missed that show. <laughs> I had my issues with her. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna take a uh, real quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about a couple of things. All right. All right, we're back in three, two, one. Man, we're back to the show. Still pointing. Still going through it. I got a couple of things to talk about here. First thing up is YouTube. This is from NPR. Written by Paola Zial Sita. <laughs> really butchered that name. YouTube announces new anti-harassment policy to fight racial, gender, LGBTQ abuse. YouTube has been under, I don't want to say under the gun because that just seems kind of, oh, I should start this, uh, whatchamacallit. YouTube has been getting a lot of flack lately because of uh, the policies that it has towards monetization and how YouTubers aren't making as much money as they should and uh, viewers and, and ads and race and all this and a bunch of crap that they uh, did not see coming. <laughs> you know, I'm not defending them, but they did not see this coming. Um, so 
uh, now for years. YouTube, this is uh, from the article. YouTube has faced flack from critics uh, over its platform's uh, anti-harassment policies. Now the Google and company announced Wednesday it will take a tougher stance on content negatively targeting people based on their race, gender, expression, or sexual orientation. So that's three things that they're focusing on. Uh, and I, I, quickly, I quickly want to preface this story by saying people are mad. Uh, that, inclu- that includes the very liberal YouTubers, the conservative YouTubers, and just the people who want to make money on YouTube. People are very mad uh, because they're saying, let's, let, let's read it. Let's read ahead. Uh, oh, Jesus. There's a pop-up. Uh, the changes. Whoa. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> All right. This is from uh, Mark Halpern, a vice president at YouTube. Uh, he said that the changes were made after seeking opinions. We met with a number of experts who shared their perspective and informed our process from organizations that study online bullying or advocate on behalf of journalists to free speech proponents and policy organizations from all sides of the political spectrum. Uh, there's a, I'm going to read a tweet. You can read the tweet for yourself, but it, they asked themselves a question. It's a little tight and cute. Uh, the changes are the latest in YouTube's attempt to re-examine its anti-harassment policies. The company came under scrutiny in June following a decision to not ban a right-wing YouTuber for repeatedly targeting a gay journalist. June's controversy began when, okay, well, uh, if you don't know that story, uh, again, right-winger attacks person who uh, is uh who defines them. I'm not going to do this. Who's gay. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and it became a big, uh, Hufflepuff because am I using that right? Because everybody thinks that, uh, you should be able to say something, but also that person shouldn't be able to do it so freely on YouTube. Uh, but now YouTube's changing the policy and everybody is up in arms about that. Following the outcry, YouTube has since denied, uh, the person to the right to earn money. The, the, um, the conservative person, the, uh, alt-right person, the right to earn money from advertising on the site, although he still remains active there. Removing ads from channels is one punishment applicable to repeat offenders. Videos can also be removed by the hands of YouTube administrators, and entire channels can be deleted if actions elevate to such behavior, which has happened before. I forgot who. It was somebody, I don't want to say big, but it was somebody decently sized where their YouTube account was accidentally deleted. So we know it can happen. We know it's a thing. Many have expressed skepticism that YouTube would actually enforce the new policies. Mazza described the latest changes as quote unquote vague. Uh, okay, so Mazza said demonetization can't work when people like Crowder continue to make money from direct donations and merchandise, which is a new thing. Direct donations, if you look on a YouTube channel, say, uh, uh, Ant Dude. I don't know. I should name somebody big. Um, <laughs> this is very big. This is a weird slight. If you look on a YouTube, if you look on a popular YouTube channel, they now some of them. If you have enough subscribers, you can donate money directly to them, and that person will get the money automatically instead of you instead of relying on you having to watch ads or relying on a Patreon. You can just get or it's it's like Twitch. Twitch, you can donate money to somebody directly. I think what people are mad at. Hold on, let me finish the article. Uh, okay, so then the, the the donations and merchandise. So this guy, this all right person, can still make money from donations and merchandise, which is still plugged in through YouTube. Others expressed concern that the guidelines would target the wrong people and stifle creative endeavors. One Twitter user asked, 
how does this work with humor? YouTube support team said they'll take the take note of context behind videos. I mean, I, I, I guess I am defending YouTube in a sense. They're being as forthright as possible. Um, it, it, you want them to make changes. You, there's an outcry in June. Fine, I support you on that. No one should be made fun of for their race or sexual orientation or gender uh, confirmation. Um, but when they finally start implementing some stuff, uh, they kind of take it as a little bit too little too late. And people get mad about the whole situation, which is not fair uh, for YouTube because, uh, you know, these are they're they're saying, hey, if you're being mean, we're going to take away ads or we're going to take away your entire ability to post on YouTube. And then people are saying, well, this is messing with my ability for free speech or my jokes. I, th- I think that YouTube can understand that they're, that you're going to, you're a, you're a, uh, I don't want to say comedy channel, but you're a channel that relies on making jokes in terms of making fun of people or making fun of a way of thought of thinking. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to go to an S to SNL's channel and go, man, that sketch that they wrote about uh, cowbell was super racist against cows. They're not, and they're not going to take that down because uh, they understand it's a joke. But if you if you've been doing if you're a news channel, if you're the Wall Street Journal, then you put out a channel, a, a video about uh, it's just a whole video about making fun of Asian people. <laughs> then of course they're going <laughs> to turn that crap off. It doesn't like, what are you mad at? You're mad. You're mad because of the potential of it taking away from your tech channel, because you said one thing against Jewish people. Uh, then don't say anything against Jewish people. That's all I have to say. Uh, you, this, this generation, these people, and I, and I include myself in that. These, it's just, you can get so butthurt sometimes. And, uh, and <laughs> just don't, if you do it intentionally, they're going to take it away. If if you do it unintentionally, all you, then I've seen tons and tons of people post their apology videos. Just do that, you know, whatever. Just they're not taking away your freedom of speech. Just don't like if you're like when when PewDiePie, who's the biggest gaming person personality on YouTube, uh, probably on the internet. When, when he says like racist stuff, yeah, they should demonetize that <laughs> or whenever he like hand said like Nazi stuff, demonetize that. Does it just ugh, these freaking people anyway, let's move on to the golden globe nominations. You can find them just type in golden globe nominations. I'm going to look over all of them. Uh, but one thing I want to talk about, <laughs> uh, is that there was a lack of a lot of things. Uh, and I understand that there are 700, six, 600 to 700 uh, scripted television shows. I understand that movies come out left and right every single week. Either it's a streamer or in theaters or video on demand, whatever. Um, there is a distinct lack of people of color this year in particular. And no one seems to care. Uh, whereas three years ago, hashtags were started. The words Oscars so white um, or Emmy so white or Golden Globe so white. These Globe nominations uh, 
are again so white and there is there's an uproar right now about the lack of female directors um to which i say <laughs> i'm going to take a i'm going to take a stance on this <laughs> i'm not going to say anything um listen <laughs> we should be fighting for everybody not just one not one sect of people there's uh in the movie knives out i mentioned this earlier the movie Knives Out is getting rave reviews. People love it. It's one of the best movies. Heralded as one of the best movies of the year. Uh, written by a guy who made a Star War, who did a Star War. And uh, there's one person of color in it. I know, and I read the synopsis. The synopsis. I read the plot details. Whatever. I read what the movie's about. It's about a family. I understand the family happens to be white. That's why Daniel Craig, Chris, one of the uh, Avengers Chris's is in there. <laughs> and everybody else is, is white. And then there's Lakeith Stanfield. However, a couple years ago, Frances McDormand got on, won her friggin' award, got on stage, talked about inclusion writers, and it has been two years and no one has done anything about it except for Michael B. Jordan and uh, Ava DuVernay but no one else has done anything about it I look at the morning show on Apple TV Plus which got Apple TV Plus its first nomination and within a month of it being or two months of it being out which is congratulations to Apple TV uh, for doing that for to Apple for having you know for seeing that show and knowing that the three stars were going to get it <laughs> nominations, even in, even if the show isn't that good, uh, which I stand by. Um, but to, but everybody has their own taste. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, to have all these people in this industry, you know, give a standing ovation because Frances McDormand got up there and talked about, you know, this thing that everybody should be, should not even have to worry about because we're high, we should be hiring people. Um, and then to not act on it a couple of years later is just it it's mind boggling how it just how we're still in this this stage of infancy when it comes to diversity in the entertainment industry. Uh, but seriously, congratulations to Apple TV Plus for you know uh, look at look at the movies that are nominated for best drama. Nineteen Seventeen, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, The Two Popes. There in each one of those movies, all the leads are white. Especially the Irishman, which I I enjoyed, but it's a very white movie. Action Bronson was even in the movie, and he he was in the modern day segment, <laughs> and just and they could have hired a Latino person. It's God, and then uh, then you get down to Dolomite is my name is the only person of color nominated as Eddie Murphy for best musical, best motion picture musical or comedy. Uh, best performance by an actress in drama. The I mean, they if Harriet didn't come out, and I don't know why they're <sighs> Harriet seems like a movie that should be on television. <laughs> it should be. It's like a it's like a glorified Netflix film. Uh, Cynthia Ervo, er, Ervo, she's great. She was in Widows, I believe. She did a fantastic job. Uh, I have no plans on seeing Harriet. I've heard that story enough. Uh, then you get down to best performance by an actor. Antonio Banderas is the only person who made it. Uh, sp- speaking of which, um, I did this for news time, the golden for the golden for this week's news time. It'll be out this week, obviously, uh, or <laughs> maybe tomorrow. <laughs> who knows? Um, but there, the farewell, parasite, and pain and glory, uh, which uh, stem from Aquafina's in the Mandarin. 
uh, excuse me, The Farewell. <laughs> and that's a Chinese movie, Mandarin, uh, mostly Mandarin uh, film. I think it's like 50% Mandarin. And then The Parasite is from Korea. And then Pan and Glory is a Spanish film. Uh, I think from Spain. I Yeah, I believe from Spain. They were all nominated for Best Foreign Picture, but not for Best Picture Drama. Uh, there's rules that state that the dialogue has to be 50 50% of the dialogue, 50% or more of the dialogue has to be in English for it to be nominated for Best Pictures. So that's why that didn't happen, which I get. I understand. And for in terms of Pain and Glory and uh, The Parasite, they're fully in their language. So I'm kinda, I kind of get that, but still. Uh, best Actress in a Musical or Comedy, Farewell. Oh, Farewell's a comedy, whatever. Um, Aquafina's the only, only person of color in that one. And then uh, actor in a musical or comedy is uh, Eddie Murphy, the only person of color in that one. The best director is all men. Uh, but Bong Joon-ho is uh, for Parasite, so there we go. But everybody else is a white guy. Uh, and then, I mean, I'll be surprised if anyone brown takes home an award. <laughs> Uh, because after that, we don't have any brown people who I'm looking at here. Uh, with the except, with the exception of Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez and Beyonce uh, for their Disney film contributions in the Into the Unknown for Frozen 2 and Spirit for the Lion King soundtrack, respectively. Uh, oh, and Jennifer Lopez. That's right. Jennifer Lopez is nominated as well. Uh, that's it. Not a lot of... I mean... And then, you know, then you look at best television series drama, Big Little Lies, The Crown, Killing Eve. Well, there we go. Sandra Oh, uh, Morning Show, Succession. It's, uh, God, it's just so frustrating. All this is, it's just all white people. And listen, I love white people. I love most of the women, white women. <laughs> but, I mean, Billy Porter and Rami Malek shouldn't be sticking out in their in their respective categories for best actor in television series drama. Uh Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Kaminsky like those are all those are completely white shows. Fleabag, completely white. Barry, completely and I love these shows except for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and the Kaminsky method. I have no plan on watching those shows. And Apollo Edition. <laughs> but it's it's just sad. It's just sad because uh we have a bunch of people fighting the wrong battles. And then there also we're we're lacking women too, so there's that. But you know, Bombshell is a movie that got made, <laughs> and you know there's no brown people in that. <sighs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this. Uh, if you like what you heard here, head on over to the website cplusscomedy.com where you can see some interviews with some great comedians. Uh, then, if you want to see a video version of this podcast, head on over to youtube.com slash cpluscomedy to see me sitting in front of a brick wall like Jerry Seinfeld, except less funny. <laughs> you can uh, also on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy see News Time, the premier news show, which is like The Daily Show, except with entertainment news and way less funny. This week is talking about the Golden Globe nominations. Next week is the bloopers. Or, yeah, Okay. <laughs> And then uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at C plus comedy, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Chad Black White. Like us on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening. This is the end of the episode. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.